Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 215. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about lessons from Pause, Breathe, Flourish, my newest book with my guest, Sonia Lopez Morales. Sonia Lopez Morales is assistant principal at Charles Gravener Elementary in San Antonio Independent School District. She earned her master's degree at Texas A&M. Her bachelor's degree is in music education and she and her husband live in San Antonio. She began serving as an administrator in 2008 in the last three years. She's been serving Irma inner city school students. Sonia Lopez Morales, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. I'm so honored to have you in this conversation and feel free to fill in the gap on that intro and tell us a little bit more about your school. Thank you, Mr. Parker. That's such a, a sweet and kind uh, introduction. Uh, I think you've captured the highlights of my professional career, but just want to add, I'm a mother of three, proud mother of three, now young adult children and married to a wonderful, wonderful man, Eliseo, uh, for now 32 years uh, as wow. we stand strong in our marriage uh, and moving forward in faith and happy to serve uh, students of San Antonio. Um, and Charles Gravener Elementary is a great campus. It's an amazing campus. It currently serves 660 students from pre-kinder all the way to fifth grade. It is a proud dual language campus for San Antonio ISD, uh, serving our multiple uh, community families in that area. It is uh, economically disadvantaged at over 95% uh, currently. However, that never stops our students. Um, they demonstrate the very best and most importantly, the staff that is leading the children. Um, just an amazing, really community uh, and area of San Antonio. It is located um, in the Southwest uh, part of the city and with deep roots, cultural roots, uh, history, uh, and just a proud part of, uh, of the city. And I am just so privileged to be a part of it. Truly, I am. And I've uh, enjoyed every second. Well, and I know that your school is privileged to have you helping lead Sonia. We connected through the Principal Matters Reopening Mastermind. And so for several weeks, you and I sat with other leaders from across the U.S. and just brainstormed and planned and shared and cried and grieved and laughed and all the emotions that came with the summer of trying to figure out what we were going to do with school. One of the joys that I had in doing the reopening mastermind with you is I got to be present. Uh, it was probably the first or second. I think I, I think we connected like at the very end of your first week that you guys had reopened. And, and it was, you know, you were reopening with distance learning with an, in an elementary school in an inner city urban area uh, where kids needed a lot of support. And I remember right. you telling me, and I hope you don't mind me saying this on the air, that, no, that when that, in, when that, when that week ended, you just, you, you finished your final oh. meeting and you shut down your computer and you just cried for, because you. of for both joy and relief that you had finally you. launched school. And you said something to me in that, in that um, conversation that was so meaningful. And um, you said to me that the most important thing that you wanted to make sure your teachers did in that very first week was to, do you remember what you said? Build relationships, mm -hmm. build them, build them with your children, build them every day, every day. Don't miss a day without making a connection with one student, just one, 
just one, that walk, uh, what are you going to walk away with? Uh, because that's all that we have left at the end of the day is, uh, again, that legacy that we build with students. Absolutely build a relationship and continue to build those. Um, and they change. Those relationships change throughout the year. And um, some are reinforced and some need to uh, completely change over. But make a connection. Uh, know that the uh, children that you're listening to them and um, that you're being real with them. Children don't want someone that um, is, is going to just say yes all the time. No, they don't, students don't want that. They want someone that uh, is going to be authentic with, with them and uh, always lead them. Uh, but at the same time, know where they're coming from, have that, um, that perspective. And, uh, and absolutely. And it, it, was, it was a historic week. Truly it was. I, I believe that. Um, we're living it. We're still in the middle of it. We don't have the perspective of what history is going to say um, of how we did as, as educators uh, uh, during this time. But I do know that everyone is working um, at their utmost, at their hardest, trying to make the best decisions. I don't, in that moment, within context, because again, history may judge it differently. I, and again, by at this point in my career, I can say that. I can um, honestly say that because again, not everything is right that we're doing, no. I'm sure of it. And not everything is wrong. I know that also. Um, and we'll be able to find out later on. But I do know that in the moment, uh, we're trying to make the best thing um, uh, and the best decisions moving forward. Safety in mind, now their health um, is at the, at the foremost of the forefront of what we're doing every single day for students, for staff. Um, and then, of course, our, our blended models, so many different models now of instruction. Um, it's amazing uh, uh, as we're moving forward, but absolutely in all of that, relationships, build them, yeah, reinforce so them, make them better. Absolutely, it's sweet of you to remember so, so that, Mr. <laughs> well, you've been in school now. You've been in school now for several weeks, and so um, I, I'm curious as we're having this conversation too. I would love to because you know you you are in the part of the, the you are in you were in a part of the country at the time that school was beginning that was really skyrocketing in terms of COVID right. numbers, and so you guys began distance. We, Give me an update. Not. What does that look yes, like? Sir, What's yes. that looking like for you guys presently? Well, um, you're absolutely correct. Uh, again, in August, uh, August 17th uh, was our opening date for our students, and we did. Uh, and go distance learning um, again all 100% of our student staff uh, and remote uh, learning virtual environments um, and very challenging yet very very inspiring as well uh, as the city was uh, again trying to um, to build our metro health uh, departments again along with the mayor um, and our county leaders uh, in, in conjunction with speaking with uh, the districts the larger districts in the city um, again giving us health reports every day and and, uh, and providing uh, those safety measures, you know, consistently, messaging consistency in that. Um, and so with that said, as um, September 8th, uh, which was the target date um, from the very beginning for our uh, schools to open and to receive 10% uh, of our student body, um, that is what we were planning for uh, in three weeks. So um, there were uh, many conversations, many team meetings uh, to get ready for that. What was that going to look like in each campus? Uh, what are the safety steps um, that are going to be taking place in each campus? Um, and feedback, it, was con it has been continual feedback. What are we doing well? What do we need to, you know, uh, to tighten on? Um, transition points, arrival points, dismissal points, um, 
What is instruction looking like in the classroom? So that said, uh, we opened with 10% on September 8th, and then we now have grown, uh, thankfully and gratefully, and, um, and just every day. Um, that's how we move forward on September 21st uh, with approximately another 10%. Of students. So currently, um, Gravener right now is even higher than that uh, at our campus. So uh, we are, we're very, um, again, uh, very aware that we want to make sure that we're meeting that metric and of course raising it um, as, as, as we do at that campus. That's how we roll uh, out there. So um, we are, we're doing well, um, but it is a very cautious well that I say that um, because every moment of every day, um, offers a different challenge. So that's where we're currently at and every classroom, um, again, uh, providing simultaneous uh, instruction, virtual, and of course, face-to-face uh, -face, uh, instruction. So um, that uh, also is a new world. It's just a brand new wow. world at the elementary campus from pre-kinder all the yeah. way to fifth grade. So uh, some amazing things really, um, but our metrics are looking much better in the city. And I say that again with hope and uh, that we all stay consistent with that. Well, congratulations, Sonia, because I know that you have worked so hard and so have your staff and so Absolutely. have your parents. Absolutely. It, it's just a, such a, an amazing time across the U.S. and the world, really. Yeah. And as I've spoken to leaders, even during this past week, so many of them have just expressed weariness. You know, just I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm so yeah. weary because I'm used to being able to plan and execute and I'm I'm used to I'm I'm so used to being able to anticipate and lay out a calendar and then we do it. And so many leaders I'm talking to have said that this has been such a, a yeah. difficult time because so many times we'll plan and then have to back up and replan and then we'll have to plan again and then we'll have to back up and replan. And and so it's it's ironic to me that I'm releasing a book called yeah it's ironic that I'm releasing a book right now called Pause Breathe and Flourish when people are in a time when it's almost impossible to feel like you're pausing and breathing and flourishing. And so I, I wanted, yes, but as a practicing administrator, I, I wanted to just reflect on that with you in, in today's podcast too, which is like, how do you even find time to, um, for yourself? And what are some of the practices that Sonia uses to, to recharge her batteries during such difficult times? Uh, Timeliness, I, that, that part, uh, it's hard. I will, it is the most difficult thing, um, again, to do it during this time specifically. But um, if you are not disciplined with your time and your time management, if it wasn't before or if that is a challenge area, and this is for any, any educator at this point, um, this time forces you. you it, it, will, it will be your, your guide that it, it, if you are not managing your time and allowing again for you to pause, to take that moment, um, to make sure that you're making um, your, your family connections, your personal connections, um, updating your uh, playlists. I was just doing that last night. I said, I'm tired of that track. I'm tired of that. <laughs> I'm downloading some more. Um, it, it, uh, you, you just have to. And if it means that that has been cut down in time, if you may have only allowed 10 minutes um, in the day to do that, whether it's, again, your personal reflection um, on scripture, or of course, if you had a 30-minute um, exercise program, it may need to be cut down to 15 minutes. It just depends on, uh, again, that moment. But I, that part I cannot stress enough is that timeliness um, is, is just, uh, it, it will make you. It will make you or not um, as we're moving forward. 
Um, and that, that's one thing, uh, certainly uh, keeping up with, uh, with good reads. Uh, I know that's another part of, of the book um, that you were, um, you know, that you encourage. And that's always a good practice in general. Um, you know, what is it that you're reading? Uh, again, just so that you are able to, uh, to bring some balance back to your life. But it's a challenge. It is an absolute challenge. And so I try to do that. Um, you know, we spoke this morning. Uh, you mentioned that you were drinking some coffee. And I said, well, I just run down the checklist. I drank the coffee. Check. You know, I've already answered that email. Check. I've already read this checklist. So that's my, uh, my system. You know, I, I have that running checklist going on in my head and on my phone. Uh, which is, yeah. I don't know if that's always a good thing, but, um, but on a daily basis. And do I get more check marks in than not? Um, depends on the day. Depends on the day. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, that's a great way to say it, Sonia. Yeah. And this morning, your check mark was like, you, you told me that you had <laughs> your scripture time and then you had your laundry going, you check. And uh, no, but that's such a good reminder that, yeah. and I know that leaders know this, that, that, yeah. that you never, ever get to the end of your checklist. And if you do, you, you can celebrate, but most, but more than likely you'll get more done with a checklist and when Correct. you are focusing your time accordingly. And so it, I know people listening to the, our podcast are, are practicing administrators and or aspiring leaders. And, and I know that they are committed to their schools and to their own self-growth. And I, I just wanted to make sure that that as I'm sharing out um, contents and ideas from this book, that I'm also connecting with people whose, whose lives are resonating with these lessons too, who are, who are in the field doing the work. And so Sonia, thank you so much for the work that you're doing as a leader for your community. Um, and thank you for being a leader who's investing in yourself so that you can still give back to your community. Thank you. Now, Sonia, I'm going to ask you a bonus question that I, that, that okay. I might that I might that I might include sometimes I do bonus parts you know you've yeah. you've heard my podcast yes you know being course. on a border town and and mm -hmm. you've heard some of the conversations that I've had in my recent podcasts about my concern especially for immigrant students or children of immigrants who often don't have the same access to resources and in distance learning sometimes may not even have parents who can be at home with them to provide how how what has your experience been in trying to reach those communities? What are some of the challenges you're facing? And then what are some of the strategies that you're using to try to make sure that you're reaching every kid? Absolutely. Uh, uh, one of them, you know, you uh, had a guest on about two or three weeks back, um, just amazing uh, research uh, again being done and spot on, spot on. I heard uh, in that, but uh, some of those uh, have to include now um, flex schedules. Mr. Parker, that is something that I can tell you, bringing in students at different pods of the day that is going to um, not necessarily be convenient, but again, you're able to flex for parents because parents, um, again, in, in the communities that we're serving, need to have their children in school, want to have their children in school, absolutely, um, in a safe manner. And so to do that, um, it's going to allow more flex scheduling. What that looks like for teachers and contract, um, again, stipulations and um, all, you know, those very important points, I, I, I don't know, but I definitely see um, a lot of flex scheduling occurring for our children um, so that we're able to support our parents, uh, you know, uh, differently. But we've got to bring them in. We've got to bring them in in a safe manner. Um, uh, to that face-to-face -face instruction because that is the power is in that I see it from our youngest learners all the way to our 
our older students um, so that in our older students, the disengagement doesn't grow and our younger students so that again, those gross uh, motor skills uh, that they need and those uh, you know, in development is um, their target points. Um, but definitely that's one. Uh, communication, I cannot stress, you know, again, that was uh, highlighted about two, three weeks ago um, that multiple and you, you've uh, also uh, modeled that as well to say you use one message and get it out there multiple ways, but in multiple ways in multiple languages. The messaging has to be there. Absolutely, you have to be out there and it has to be relevant because not everything translates well in our digital platform. So it has to be relevant to the audience and not every term, some of them are colloquial, some are not. Um, and so you have to use those and be comfortable with that. And you have to have staff that's mm -hmm. comfortable with that as well. Um, and not everybody is. And so uh, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm blessed uh, to, to have that uh, background. Um, and I'm, I don't say that uh, in a manner of, 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 of criticizing, but it's something that we do need to get better at. But it needs to be in, in, uh, in the language of those families. And, um, and again, uh, allow parents to provide feedback, authentic feedback. Um, a survey is great. Surveys, uh, I mean, they, they help, but a parent may not always tell you what it is that they need those families through just one survey because it's one question. Mm -hmm. um, it really almost has to be um, family to family uh, to really get the reality of what it is that's going on in, in their home. Um, again, their work schedules, um, again, so many of, of our beautiful families are in service industries um, that need them, um, and, uh, and, and they're proud to do the work, but they also know that if they don't go, um, there's going to be some, um, again, some consequences. And then that consequence, we have to be realistic to that consequence because it affects families and lives. Um, and so mm -hmm. how is that um, supporting students? Um, and more than anything, high expectations our beautiful families um, that are, again, are along the border um, that we serve, or that I've served certainly in the past and our inner city expect um, high rigor for our students. They expect strong lessons, strong teachers leading our classrooms. Um, there, is, there is no, um, you know, um, our superintendent uh, has often said, um, there is no pobrecito here, you know, poor, poor. No, there's no poor, poor, this, you know, poor, poor Sonia, poor, poor Will, no, no, no. No, compassion, again, um, balanced with empathy and with high expectations at all times. Mm -hmm. um, they deserve it, the children deserve that, and that's part of our society and our communities at large. Um, we have to do this. This is their future, not ours, um, you know, as we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. But those are just some of the points that I, that I see um, uh, that, um, that are the challenge and that uh, need to be worked on and, and, and stronger. Certainly. I, I hope I wow. answered your That's bonus question. That's <laughs> some great feedback, Sonia. Yes, that was some great feedback. And and so you said earlier that you guys have been bringing students back in percentages. And so that means that yes, you've sir. started off small and then you're just adding more and yes, more sir. and more kids. So yes, what, what, where are you presently in terms of that, that number of kids back in your building? Oh, I'm at 28% right now. That's 28% uh, of the children. So that, okay. uh, what so you that? started Qualified at 10 to? and now you're mm -hmm. back to. Uh, We're at 10 okay. and then the next. And the goal in is 50% by December, by middle of year. That is the superintendent's goal okay. um, here with San Antonio ISD. And um, 
but safely, of course, at all points safely, um, that we're incrementally moving along. So uh, what does that mean currently at our campus? That means approximately 150 kids, students um, that are being served um, from pre-K all the way through five uh, in our classrooms. And so that's averaging anywhere between um, eight to 10 approximately, um, with a, a great variance you know, of that number, four to six, depending on the grade level as well. Uh, but uh, all of our staff, uh, again, is, has been amazing, just amazing people. Uh, and I, wow. I, again, it's not a platitude. It, there's no way that this works just with one, you know, no, absolutely not. This is a team, um, and I believe in team. I believe that every person brings a strength um, to that, and it can only get better. It can only, and will only get better, uh, again, if we're all with that same uh, viewpoint that it's team. All of us are worth, uh, again, in, in the team and have a, uh, incredible value. Uh, and uh, with leadership being of the least value, but must be first, right? Um, but, uh, but the team members, I mean, they're just amazing, amazing human beings, truly. Um, just some great graces that I've seen. When you said that you have flex schedules for some of your families, so you have a percentage of kids that are in the building now, and and your teachers, it sounds like, are sometimes even maybe videoing simultaneously Mm -hmm. so kids at home can be receiving those lessons. Correct. And do you have some families that are bringing kids in at different times depending on their schedules too, or is that something that you're moving Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And this is – it is – not controversial by no means, but it is being scrutinized, certainly. Um, and I understand that. I mean, again, like I said, not everything we're doing is perfect. Not everything we're doing is, is uh, you know, what needs to get done. And I understand that, um, again, it needs to be looked at. But, for example, um, we have co-teach models. And so what does that mean? Um, uh, so we have grouped our in-person students. If it was less than four, um, if it is two to three students, we've grouped them together so that um, – within a grade level so that one member of the grade level is serving and planning and more importantly, effectively planning for our virtual students. Um, and the other level, the other members of the grade level are servicing our in-person uh, students. And so, uh, because again, that planning is so critical uh, because we are still called to meet the rigors of, uh, again, the, the, um, the content. We still have to continue to teach um, at that level. And so how can we serve um, our students better? And more importantly, how can we serve teachers? So that's one uh, area, that co-teach model that's occurring. And it's not occurring in every grade level. It just depends, again, on the needs of, of the grade level. For our younger students, we have half days right now. You know, can you come in the morning? Can you come in the afternoon? And so we have a, a teacher, you know, moving back and forth with those half-day groups. Um, uh, you know, to be able to cover the content, almost a repeat lesson, but uh, of course, each group is so different and varied in, in their needs uh, to be able to tier. And currently, we're in the middle of assessments, online assessments. That's a whole new world as well. Um, again, uh, to be able to apply, uh, again, these diagnostics online remotely has offered a whole array of challenges so we're going to look at that data with those eyes when that data begins to come through. And it's already coming through, um, you know, and, and there's some, you know, where I have to just kind of, you know, toss my head to one side. And go, mm, I'm not sure about that. You know, <laughs> um, What is the effectiveness and, and how are we going to meet? How will we, again, meet that metric up with um, 
the next assessment, again, the next uh, uh, implementation of it, you know, is it going to be apples to apples or is it going to be something different? So um, those are some of the things, but yes, we've, um, we've had to adjust our specials. Oh my goodness, which is my area. Um, how could I forget them? Um, you know how they've had to service uh, all the entire population, serve all, but have to adjust in the manner in which they're serving. Because again, the children do need that synchronous time with our, our again, special staffing. And, uh, but how is that looking? It's just looking so different. And our, unfortunately, of course, especially in those courses, um, our, our asynchronous time is not as high as our face-to-face -face or synchronous time because they don't want to hear a recording. They want to see their teacher. Um, and um, so it, it, that's a very alarming because we're, we just don't, we don't have the same number of students, um, you know, logging in with parents um, in those right. classes. So very different. We've got all, all kinds of models running simultaneously at the campus. And that, a lot well, of cogs. Well, thank you for <laughs> taking time to, well, thank you for taking time to unpack that because I know that, um, as I'm talking to other leaders, there are some leaders in places where there are really um, robust plans that the district has helped develop. And there's, um, and then I'm talking to some people that are having to develop those themselves and they may be struggling with some things that they haven't had answers for yet. And so you're actually doing some things that I think are creative and innovative in reaching, especially border communities with students who need flex options, parents who may need to bring their children in at times that aren't traditionally the beginning and end of normal school, teachers exactly. who are having to plan for both in-person and at-home um, instruction, and then uh, specific instructions to your special communities to make sure that they're getting the things that they need that answer their their IEPs. Um, and and so, Sonia, even, even though you feel like you're at times still trying to figure all of this out as a as the new landscape um you're learning things that could be valuable to other people um in your community or even across the nation who may be still trying to find solutions themselves is there um a good contact if someone wanted to reach out to you with questions or feedback or some examples that might match and help Ab their own community how can they how can people reach out to you yes, i may be of any service um to anyone to anyone in your audience uh, will certainly they can reach out to me um, at uh, my personal address uh, which is more so m-o-r-s-o-l at icloud.com or certainly at my school address i'm happy to answer and support uh, again anyone in any in any manner um it's s lopez morales it's a hyphenated name s-l-o-p-e-z dash morales m-o-r-a-l-e-s one at s-a-i-s-d and I will be happy to include a link to your school and um, that way they can find your contact information Absolutely, there as yeah. well, Sonia. If I may, I certainly do want um, to send a, again a, um, a hello and a respectful, um, uh, my respect certainly to uh, again our principal, uh, Noemi Salivar, who is leading our campus. Uh, again, like I said, this is team effort and uh, you know, I support her work. Um, certainly, and uh, and all of the teachers there. So I do want to thank her um, for her leadership, uh, because again, the only way to flourish is when you're allowed to flourish, uh, and given that room to do so. So um, she certainly has provided that um, at this stage in my career, and to any of uh, again my former principals uh, at Laredo ISD, uh, Elsa 
Flores or Diana Martinez, I thank them very much because from everyone uh, you learn. Um, uh, as I've led campuses as well, um, as principal, um, you learn from everybody. So I want to thank each one of them. Thank you very much. And I hope that some of that um, is able to help uh, others. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you said that. And um, I know that uh, none of us leads alone. The teams that no. we're on reflect no. the work that we do. And so I'm so glad you gave those shout outs and I'm happy to include that yeah. in the show. If you had any other thoughts or wisdom for listeners about why they may want to uh, pick up a copy of Pause, Breathe, Flourish, mm -hmm. I wanted to give you a chance to reflect yeah. on any other lessons that you wanted to share. Uh, I, uh, the other part of, of the book uh, well, was that I uh, really appreciated uh, the uh, the sources you you are very generous in your sourcing um, in in the book and that you offer um, so uh, many redirections that I can definitely see you know part of what we had discussed is sharing that in in a PLC with teachers and staff and um, uh, from the innovative ways uh, again that uh, that teaching has changed um, to of course relevant research um, that applies uh, in the different areas of the book I appreciate that very much because it it um. Uh, it, it does lead you to another conversation. It will lead you to another uh, view, uh, and that's important. Um, so if anything, I can, you know, uh, that the relevancy is, yes, it is a personal, it, it certainly is very personal, and through your stories, your, your anecdotes that you provide, it is a personal uh, reflection. However, at the same time, um, it can offer a great source um, to be able to continue that pedagogy that we all need to um, always continue, you know, that, um, that that uh, Stephen Covey has ever so uh, implanted in all of us, um, you know, sharpening that saw. You're always looking for something else. You know, what is it that I'm missing? What is, what's new? So I appreciate that as well, um, that you balance that in the book, um, that it's a, a simple, um, a simple read in your message, but not a simple read in its context. And it's rich in that. So I do appreciate that. And I, that's what I, uh, my takeaways and, and for all um, of your listeners. And I respectfully, say that um, uh, will because again it's a privilege to be here with you and uh, as a, again whether you're serving border communities my proud border communities all up and down uh, South Texas um, or you're serving um, again outside of our, our great state um, again we're really more alike than not we have more struggles and more things that are the same um, than not and so um, all of my love and, and blessings to anyone that is listening uh, again because this is hard work uh, but uh, we're going to get through it we are and you're writing history don't forget it well sonia thank you so much i um i just value the uh the connections that we've been able to make and i'm so thankful that you that you listen to the show and that you've um now that and now you become a friend so thank you so much yeah. for all that you're doing please stay in contact yeah, please stay connected and, and please um, don't ever hesitate when you get an update to shoot me back a hello and let me know what's going on. And um, I'm leading a new mastermind on um, on the same nights that we were doing ours on Thursday nights. We have about seven people in there right now and we're going through this book. And so that's kind of the um, the study. And uh, so that's it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's always probably one of my favorite moments of the whole week is yeah. getting to meet with like-minded leaders. So, well, I hope you have a fantastic Saturday. You've got me motivated to do my laundry now. Make sure you use Oxy. You can't do anything else without Oxy. I'm not endorsing any product. I'm just saying you got to have that, you know, motion going on there. So, listen, I appreciate your work. <laughs>
just and tied with the awkward that just don't get any of the perfume stuff because that doesn't help and don't put anything in your dryer because that doesn't help either uh that no 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 just uh you know uh it's all uh you know a dye free and fragrance free but uh i just want to thank you uh, really again the, the podcast has come at a time in my career um as a as a listener uh that again we we all have so much more to go so much more to learn in so many different ways and so i thank you but more importantly i thank you for your um your your guiding hand that is uh, and and that is both pragmatic and compassionate um and i appreciate that uh in a space that is again um safe and um open uh, but i and i love the the different viewpoints that you bring um so thank you thank you for your work because it does matter to me <laughs> Thanks, Sonia. Yeah. You made my day. Oh, All right, my friend. Good. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. Que lo pase bien. Igualmente, maestro. Igualmente. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com. <laughs>